Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always, Poppin' Ricardo. What's up, what's up, what's up? We have an interesting show to get to you today, and we're going to try to make it fast because I believe this is posted on Sunday. So, right before the game, just run out try to make some trades. But we got trade targets for Week 12 in this episode of the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Um, Like I said, it'll it'll probably be a faster show. If I, if I, I would imagine. We say that all the time. Yeah, then, <laughs> sometimes it is. Sometimes it's forty-five minutes later. To be fair, the the yeah. later shows end up being longer. Uh, yeah, sometimes. Um, but anyway, it should be interesting. Before we uh, jump into our mm-hmm. trade targets, check the website fantasyhampies.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Just type our name and you'll find us anywhere. Um, if you're watching on you, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any of the podcast platforms, please leave a review and share this pod with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, like, and then comment down below. Uh, any trade targets? We'll grade your trades too. We told you we were going to do that. Also, if you have any ideas for a show, you know, Week Twelve, I believe is like the final hoorah for most leagues on the trade deadline. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. It is for like half, yeah. Half. Most leagues. So, uh, we'll bring you it's probably up to week 14 with trade targets, but then after that, we got to come up with something to talk about. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Anyway, uh, so it should be a fun, interesting show. You ready to hop? You ready to hop in to the trade targets for this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. All right. So, We've had some. We have some interesting ones to get to. Um, I I want to I want to reference Miles Sanders, Javante Williams um, as two guys that we would recommend. Some also rans, also mentions um, as trade targets. Sanders did okay last. I literally I'm so mad because I had a person in a league who was about to trade me Miles Sanders, and they're like, "Nah, I think he's going to be good rest of the season." You know, which is what I'm thinking. And yeah, and he was like. Which I think, he, obviously, he knows I'm thinking it because I'm trying to trade for him. But he's like, oh, I think he's going to be good rest of the season, too. And he's, I'm like, okay. So he's like, I'm not going to tra- trade you him. And I'm like, oh, all right, whatever. So then he has a bad game <laughs> Sunday. And this is when you got to strike. When If you're watching with the person, they're like, you can have him. Because they're just emotionally getting attacked by a player not doing well. Um, then then just say, okay, do the deal. Boom. Uh, so Sunday he was feeling that way. He was like, ah, oh, he sucks. I don't like him. You can have him. And I was like, all right. Didn't talk. Didn't say anything. I was going to wait till later in the week. And then later in the week, he's like, I still believe in him. I'm like, (laughs) can I just have the player or are we going to, this is the second time. There's a guy on this list that we're going to talk about today and Miles Sanders who are, who are both not playing well. And I tried to trade for him and they're holding on to them. Like they're like (laughs) best running back and best wide receiver in the league. And I'm like, stop. Anyway. Um, but yeah, Miles Sanders. I don't know if there's anyone else you want to add, add as an also mention, but Miles Sanders and Javante Williams are two of those guys. 
Yeah, I mean, Javante Williams has been on the show for like mm-hmm. 100,000 weeks. That's why I didn't put him on again. <laughs> um, it's kind of gross, but, you know, like Alex Collins, maybe as a, as a cheap buy-low, he hasn't been playing good, but Chris Carson's out for the year. Yeah, I so, forgot about that. That's right. Um, if you can get him super cheap as a bench player, I don't think it's bad. Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't be bad either. Um, but anyway, we're going to give you five trade targets for week 12. Um, guys that we want you to get going into the end of your seasons, this last final stretch. Because if this is your trade deadline week or your trade deadline's week is week 13 or 14. Um, Go get can, some players. Yeah, getting some of these players is going to be extremely important to uh, your success running to the fantasy championship. And so there are some guys with some really easy schedules and there's some guys with some not so easy schedules. So we're going to try to give you um, a breakdown of that as we go along, but let's jump into trade targets for week 12. You ready, Rick? Yeah. All right. So first on this list is David Montgomery. Um, and Monty, he's, he's a, he's not really an, I, I believe this has probably been his whole career, but He's not a running back that and I, there was a comp when he came out that somebody said for fantasy football he reminds me of Frank Gore. A guy who's like a low end RB1, high end RB2 yeah, yeah. for like his entire career. And I feel like that's going to be David Montgomery. He's just going to yeah, consistently get you that range of outcomes. Even though last year he ended up 4 overall, I think. He really is a guy um, that you give yeah. 250 carries to and like 30, 40 catches to, and he doesn't really efficiently produce massive fantasy point outings, but because of the volume and the general good efficiency, he's not great, but good efficiency, he, he provides a good floor for fantasy. Yeah. No, he's... um. He's going to be doing that. I think I agree. He, as long as he's getting the carries. And he's going to have some big games in there where he just breaks off a couple big plays. I mean, he did in week one. He averaged six yards to carry. Since that game, though, he hasn't really been doing much. Mm-hmm. This week against Detroit, though, he did look very bad. And I'm sure the David Montgomery owner is like, I'm kind of just done with him. He's okay, but he's yeah. not great. His playoff schedule, though, is so juicy. The next two weeks juicy. are at night. Great. I think Arizona and Green Bay. Green Bay's run defense isn't as good as their pass defense, I don't mm-hmm. think. But it's still like at least decent. But Vikings, Seahawks, Giants, that feels like a pretty good one, two, three there. Yeah. For the playoffs. I, I agree. Um, um where he could really put up some very good games. I think last didn't last year he, he explode in the last like five weeks of the season or six yeah, weeks of the season. He, like he had uh, he had a really, really easy season. He's great on the, the stretch last year, but from week twelve to seventeen. 22, 25, 23, 20 28, 19, 23. <laughs> Absurd. Hey, week 12. Yeah. This week he was supposed to start it, um, but uh didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I know. This he played. I don't know what happened with uh, the, the running game, but that was it wasn't pretty. But um yeah, going forward though, buy him cheap while you can, and he's gonna be a great RB two for your team for the playoffs. I agree. I think I think what he did last season is a is you know obviously you can't look at him and be like oh he's definitely going to do that but you look pre week twelve last year um, when you're talking about like these this long stretch of games that he had where he was just dominating which is why he ended up being a RB two I mean a, a top five running back on the season last year 
Um, but he had essentially it was like 11, 9, 11, 3. I believe he was hurt in uh, week 10 in 2020. But then after that, obviously, the 20, 25, 23, 28, 19, 23 point games happened. And you look at this year 18, 9, 6, 22, injured, 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 injured 9, 7, 8. So it's like you're waiting for him to start getting that workload. The biggest problem with the Bears at this point really has been coaching and has been the fact that their starting quarterback has been trying to figure it out and he got hurt and he had Dalton this week and it's on a short week. And I just, I feel like what you're, you know, he's got 10 days off. He has an easy matchup against Arizona this week. I think this is going to be a bounce back week for him in week 13, but you have to just be patient with David Montgomery. If you have him, hold him. If you, if you don't have him, go try to make a trade because the person who has him is probably not feeling too good about their, their circumstances right now with David Montgomery. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. All right, let's talk about the second guy who is Kyle Pitts. Tell us about Kyle Pitts, Rick. Uh, Pitts is a great buy low. He's only really had two good games all year, but he's been targeted. This past week in particular was playing against the Patriots. Uh, New England did a good job against Kyle Pitts, and that whole offense couldn't get anything going against New England. Um, So it's a great buy low option against the Jaguars. Uh, he only has one tough, tough matchup, I think, rest of the season against the 49ers, maybe the Panthers too. But he's got Detroit in that Week 16 game that looks so beautiful, by the way, to get to the championship. And then Buffalo, who's played pretty good defensively, but I yeah. think I want to say they're not great against him. They could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but either way, he's due for a second-half breakout. He's going to get all the targets. It's just a matter of um, – Matt Ryan being able to hit him on it and getting touchdowns. He's he's a tight end that has one touchdown this year. Yeah, that's crazy. They're um, just and I feel like I feel like the problem with Atlanta is that without Calvin Ridley, they really are just in dire straits. They don't have any other weapons besides Pitts. The whole team, yeah. It's and it's fun. like and and the the massive issue that you have at this point with with the Falcons is that it's kind of similar to the to the Detroit Lions in the context that Detroit literally has no one else to throw the ball to either. And they have, you know, Hawkinson and Hawkinson, you know, he'll have games where he doesn't get targeted, but he gets targeted so much and just doesn't get the opportunity that you would want to see in the red zone and all of that stuff to, to score touchdowns. And I think you see the same thing with Kyle Pitts where he's getting seven, eight targets a game, basically the entire season with the exception of a few games. Um, but he's just not scoring that touchdown. He does have Jacksonville and Tampa Bay coming up, which are get right games. As soon as this kid like snaps into it, I was gonna say and ask figures you, it like, out, he's gonna be ridiculous. Yeah. Could you see him like last like five, six weeks of the season, just get like fifteen points a week? Yeah, and just dominate. then go into next year yep. and yeah. I could definitely see out. that. But yeah. you might have this, you know, you if you held them all season, like you've had these stretches of games where you're just like, what do I do with Kyle Pitts? Um, but yeah, without those two big games, I mean, Pitts has been pretty much worthless for fantasy. Like, would you would you be <laughs> yeah. okay with these games without the two big games? Not really. I mean, you happy with that top nine, four nine pick? Points. Top four rounds? No, 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 definitely not that. But um. Compared to other tight ends, like yeah. nine points, seven points, like that's kind of what everybody else is doing. Um, the five and fours, though, and the two, like that's kind of that's right. low. Yep. But yeah, yeah, 
I agree. So go get yourself some Kyle Pitts. Third on this list is Russ, Russell Wilson. Let Russ cook, or maybe not. Let him cook. <laughs> Russell Wilson, great, great quarterback. He was on the start show against Washington, and there is an interesting scenario for Seattle right now where I think at some point Russell Wilson is going to snap back into it and start playing well. He has Washington, San Francisco, Houston – tough game against the Rams and then Chicago who's about to lose their head coach and Detroit who sucks. Um, and I think that in those five games right there that I just list listed, there's a good shot that Russ can go off in all of those games. Um, yeah. It's just, it's tough at this point because Russell Wilson hurt his finger and that's, I don't think Russ all of a sudden sucks. I don't think all of a sudden he's not good. I think no. A lot of it has to do with the fact that he he got hurt in week six, and this was a this was a six to eight week injury to return from, and he returned what in four weeks? Yeah. So I think for me, when you look at Russ, he came back too early. Now is the timeline where he should have been coming back against Washington. I would have said they should have held them out until like week twelve. Um, yeah. And if he you know if he has been able to recover and heal a little bit more despite the fact that he's been throwing a football and been starting all these games, I would imagine that he has a really good game this week. If he goes off this week, you want to get him before that happens. Because as soon as it happens, all of a sudden the person who has him is probably going to start considering him a top 10, top six quarterback. Um, Yeah. Um, But yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say it's just the name. There's a little lag between us, by the way. Yeah. His (laughs) Wi-Fi blows right now. So it's like a... Real long lag, but anyway, go ahead. What you say? What you're gonna say, Rick? Blame the family Wi-Fi. One hundred. Um. <laughs> yeah, Russell Wilson though, like mm-hmm. it's the name. So if he goes off this week against Washington, which we both very much expect him to do, um, going up against the 32nd ranked defense, mm-hmm. I believe it's on Monday Night Football too, which is usually pretty high scoring games. Would you say compared to like Thursday night? Yeah. Um, generally. So Russ should go off this week, and if he does, the guy's gonna be like, "Oh, Russell Wilson's back. He's mm-hmm. a top five quarterback. Not gonna want to trade him." You yeah. get him before this week at your deadline um, for probably a cheap penny. Maybe you even downgrade a quarterback to upgrade at a different position. Let's say you have like Tyler Murray or Mahomes or Jalen Hurts, the way he's been playing. You trade him for Russ and then swap like running backs and get an upgrade yeah. that yeah. position at wide receiver. Um. There's ways to do it against Washington. He's going to have a good week. Uh, he's got Houston, like you said, Detroit. Chicago has not been that great on defense this year. Um, he has some some juicy matchups there uh, that he could really go off in. No, uh, it's a it's a great buy low. I would say if if this Sunday happens and he doesn't have a twenty or more point game against Washington, yeah. I would just say don't trade for him. I would say avoid him at all costs. Like I'm not this is a this is a risk move where you have to accept the risk of the possibility that he might not play well. And if he doesn't, then you're probably gonna get shafted. So um I would say make the move. Get Russell Wilson on your team. It's worth the risk. Um especially if you don't have a quarterback. Like it's a cheap quarterback to buy late season here if you're streaming. Like, what's the worth? You know what I mean? Like, how much of a risk is it if you trade for this guy? And uh, 
and uh, you know you were streaming quarterbacks anyway. So I do it, but yeah. it is a risk. Yeah, I would do it too, but it is definitely a risk. All right, let's move to the next guy, which is Brandon Ayuk. And the last couple weeks, we're starting to see a little bit of resurgence of Brandon Ayuk. It's not consistent, but it's it's no. been good. Um, hey. Since week eight, he's had 88, 93, 90, and 93% snap percentage. So he's, start, he's back into that mode of what he was doing last year, right? Back into that role he was playing last year. Where he was getting eighty to ninety percent snap percent. I don't know why I took him till week eight to do it, but I don't know either. That was probably less on him and more on the brickhead Kyle Shanahan, who doesn't ever deserve to win a championship. <laughs> he's Such a like, mediocre coach. Great, great offensive coordinator though. Um, he's a great. Honestly, he's he's a very smart coach. He's just very like. He knows he's smart, and yeah, and he like tries to overplay it. Like, oh, Brandon, are you yeah. showed up ten minutes late for practice. That's you <laughs> yeah. know what that equals twenty percent snap percentage. He wants decrease. to be Bill Belichick, and like, it's not. yeah, yeah, he he wants to be Bill Belichick, except he can't be because it's not how that works. But when you have talented players in the NFL, you play them. You know what I mean? Like that's right. You don't bench talented players just sport, to make a statement. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. But anyway, so. Brandon Ayuk is finally, they're smart. And, and you notice what's happened with San Francisco 49ers. Their offenses looked a lot better when they start getting Ayuk the ball and tag team him with, with Debo and G, George Kittle. Like their offense looks a lot better when you use talented players. Kyle. Um, <laughs> anyway, the last three weeks, though, he's had 90% or plus snap percentage with 15 fantasy points and 18 fantasy points uh, in two separate games down that stretch. Um, he had a bad game against Los Angeles, uh, and I believe they blew out the Rams for the most part in that game. Not blew them out, but they were ahead for a lot of the game, so they were kind of playing control the clock, right? Yeah. Um, so. so the way that I look at this right now, they played Jacksonville. He had 18 points, seven targets, seven catches, 85 yards. There is a resurgence for Brandon Ayuk. The big thing about Ayuk is that you're – you're not going to be able to go get Debo. I love the schedule for the 49ers, but you're not going to be able to go out and trade for Debo Samuel. He's a top five wide receiver right now, and it's going to be really, really right. hard to trade for him. And so if I'm looking for an easy schedule down the stretch and I'm looking for a poor man's Debo right now for this really good San Francisco 49ers schedule down the stretch, especially in the playoffs, I'm going for Ayuk. Uh -huh. I think it's worth it. If he gets eight targets a game rest of season – He's going to put up 12 to 15 fantasy points a game. Like, it's going to happen. And if he does something yep. like he did last year down the stretch where he had 18, 16, 17, that'll win you a fantasy championship. So I, I'm going to have to buy in on Ayuk rest of the season. I love that schedule down the stretch. He's the cheapest guy that you can get. And I would go to the person who has Brandon Ayuk and be like, hey, what do you want for him before this trade deadline? Like, I'm willing to do a deal. So yeah. I think it's it's worth it for Brandon Ayuk. Absolutely. I love his uh, rest of the season schedule. Vikings, Seahawks. Uh, Bengals is, you know, that one's kind of tough. Atlanta's a juicy one. Mm -hmm. Titans is a juicy one. I think the Titans right now are 32nd in the league against wide receivers. Wow. Um, the, the Texans are not a good match. I mean, he's a great matchup for IU. That's like pretty much every single game rest of the season is a great matchup. He's, he's a great buy. 
even though it's not as low as you could have got him a couple weeks ago. Mm. He's clearly showing that he's um, heavily involved in the offense now, getting like a 90% snap percentage, yeah. um, seven to eight targets a week. Uh, yeah, like you said, against the Rams game, I think they rained the ball like 30 times that game, um, which will happen with the 49ers. That, that's going to happen occasionally. Um, mm-hmm. But even when they run the ball that much, uh, as long as Ayuk's getting the snap percentage, he'll still get some decent work. And yeah, look, what he's doing right now, I think, is what he pretty much did last year at the end of the season, where he had, um, really since week six last year, mm-hmm. he had 8, 14, 19, 16, 18, 16, 17, um, which was like a six, seven game stretch of getting really playing like a solid, solid wide receiver two, borderline mm-hmm. low end wide receiver one um, every single week. Uh, and I think he's going to do that rest of the season. I'm okay. Sounds good. Uh, let's jump into DeAndre Hopkins, who is our fifth guy. Um, and he's been very, very interesting on the season. He's been out for a few weeks now, and he'll be coming back soon. He's been ruled out for – or actually, no, he's he has not been ruled out for this Sunday's game, I don't believe. Um, but anyway, unless you want to check on that, Rick. They're I on can't. a bye. They're on a bye. Oh, they're on a bye. Okay, good. Um. So they're on a bye this week. He has an interesting schedule. Chicago, Los Angeles, Detroit, Indianapolis, Dallas. Um, so that rest of the season schedule, there's there's a difficult game here and there, but I think there's some, like, Indianapolis, Chicago, Dallas are easier matchups for him uh, down the stretch. Uh, what you saw early in the season from him, in the fir- at least the first, I want to say, seven weeks of the season, he had 23, 13, 3, 8, 17, 19, 14. And so he had a bad game here and there, but he's still a wide receiver one when he's playing on the field for the Carolina, I mean, not for the Carolina Panthers, for the uh, Arizona Cardinals. He is a top receiver. You look at the Green Bay game, he had 25% snap percent, two catches for 66 yards. He had seven fantasy points <laughs> yeah. in, in a quarter. So He just played the first quarter. He yeah. played the first <laughs> quarter, and he had six, seven fantasy points. So had he played the rest of that game, I would imagine it would have been a really good week. Um, he's a talented, very, very good wide receiver. He had, you know, he's missed this hard stretch in the middle of the season here, and this late season schedule is just really good. So I would take the risk on DeAndre Hopkins here. Go out, try to trade for the guy, um, get him on your team and 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 watch him run. And I don't even think it's gonna cost all that much to do. Um yeah. so I'd go get him now. No, I agree. Um, even when he played this year, people were a little underwhelmed with him. Hmm. But he wasn't bad. Uh, he had 23-13. The three-point game was tough against Jacksonville. I think they destroyed Jacksonville in that game, though, if I remember yeah. correctly. Um, the Rams against Galen Ramsey did a decent job on him. But then he had 17-19-14, had seven and a quarter, and then got hurt. Mm-hmm. So, like, he was he was about to, I think, go on a stretch there where he was going to get, like, 16, 17 points a week. Yeah. Um, and against, like you said, coming off the bye, he's going to be healthy now. That's Chicago. The Rams, again, might be kind of tough. Detroit, though, the Colts, the Cowboys. It seems like Hopkins is uh, poised to have a very good rest of season. Um, and I don't know if you can get DeAndre Hopkins necessarily cheap, but yeah, no, he's no, probably not going to be as expensive like, yeah, as he was uh, in week one, right? Like, yeah, um, You can probably, yeah, exactly, get him as like a high-end wide receiver two, low-end wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's DeAndre Hopkins, so that's going to work out pretty good. If he gets that target share, he'll be good. It don't matter. Um, But anyway, there you go. 
trade Maybe targets week 12. I was looking at my lineup and got just totally distracted. Was staring at Dontrell Hilliard. <laughs> Have fun with that. Jeff Wilson's projected to get more fantasy points, so there's that. Is that assuming Bobby uh, Mitchell is out? I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question, bro. Yeah, because when Mitchell plays, he gets like he gets like twenty carries a game. So to be like fair, 15 to 20. it's like point two four points right now on sleeper and difference in projection. Probably oh, shouldn't okay. follow that though. But anyway. Don't um, listen to sleeper projections. Yeah. They're always horrible. Uh I use the uh I use the fantasy pros like team like analyzer. And so I like to go into the matchup oh, yeah. and see what their percentages are because they're usually hella better than than sleepers. Sorry, sleeper, I love you. Anyway. But um there are your trade targets for week twelve. They have Montgomery Kyle Pitts. Russell Wilson, Brandon Ayuk, and then DeAndre Hopkins. Try to go get these guys. You're getting close to the end of your seasons. The trade deadlines are coming up. You got to build. You got to build. This is your final little stretch. If you're making the playoffs, you're getting close to making the playoffs. You got to make a run of championship. Go get these guys. Uh, enjoy football, guys. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.